It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. Scientists urge preparation for catastrophic climate change. Sounds bad. Unfortunately, it's even worse than this. But what aren't we being told? What's wrong with the weather? How bad is it going to get and how fast? Is there a major factor in this equation that we're not being told about by any official source or mainstream media, a.k.a. the Ministry of Propaganda? How many want an honest answer? We've just added two more radio stations to our national coverage of the Bad News broadcast. For our new-to-this-broadcast on-air listeners, here's the extremely condensed rundown. Though there are countless forms of human damage to the climate and the environment as a whole, the single most disruptive and destructive factor is global climate intervention operations that are being conducted with the active or passive cooperation of countries all over the world. Not my opinion. Verifiable fact corroborated by film footage, lab testing, military documents, and even U.S. Senate documents as long as 800 pages posted at geoengineeringwatch.org. We can speculate on the various motives and agendas of the climate engineering assault, but the fact that it is occurring and wreaking havoc with weather all over the world while simultaneously contaminating every breath of air and every drop of rain is indisputable. Let's change gears for a quick but dire COVID-19 vaccination update. The news is getting worse by the day. First headline from chd.org. Why the COVID vaccine should be banned for pregnant women. From that report, Pfizer court-ordered released data reveals the miscarriage rate among women whose pregnancy outcomes were known was 87.5%. For the record, the CDC attempted to have this data hidden from the public for the next 75 years. A court ordered the release. And about hiding anything for 75 years, most may not be here for another five years if the human race remains on the current course, given the scope and scale of climate and environmental collapse, which is completely connected to the warp speed agenda covered here. On that subject... This from the report. To this day, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention of the CDC recommends the COVID-19 shot for, quote, people who are pregnant, breastfeeding and trying to get pregnant now or might become pregnant in the future, end quote. In spite of that 87.5% miscarriage statistic, it continues. The CDC further recommends people who are pregnant should stay up to date with their COVID-19 vaccines, including getting a COVID-19 booster when it's time to get one, end quote. And these claims, evidence continues to build showing that COVID-19 vaccination during pregnancy is safe and effective. And this, they claim, in spite of the statistics I just covered, there is currently no evidence that any vaccines, including COVID-19 vaccines, cause fertility problems in women or men, end quote. During this entire time, Pfizer data showing the shots cause shocking rates of miscarriage, which, adding insult to injury, have been blatantly miscategorized as, quote, recovered or slash resolved adverse effects. Question, who in their right mind would consider death a resolved side effect, unless they had a depopulation agenda in mind all along? Next headline, White House says unvaccinated tennis champ can't enter the country but unvaccinated illegal immigrants can. 
Does that sound rational? You decide. And again, keep in mind what's really happening with these vaccinations. What are they really doing? What are we not being told? Why aren't we being told? That answer shouldn't be very hard to come to when we consider the wider horizon. But let's add this to the equation from Axios.com. California advances medical misinformation bill from that report. A California bill designed to combat disinformation and misinformation on COVID-19 by medical professionals passed in the Senate on Monday evening, California. Again, the report states why it matters. The bill could see doctors and other medical professionals who spread COVID, quote, misinformation or disinformation face disciplinary action for, quote, unprofessional conduct from the Medical Board of California or the Osteopathic Medical Board of California, which could include having their state license suspended or revoked. Summary, any information that in any way is not aligned with official narratives will be demonized and labeled as disinformation or misinformation with penalties for those who try to share that information. Next headline from CNN medical analyst, Dr. Lena Wynn. She admits masking stunted her toddler's social development. How come if she lived in California, would she be penalized? Because that certainly conflicts with the official narrative, doesn't it? But it's okay for some people. The report states CNN medical analyst and former president of Planned Parenthood, Dr. Lena Wynn, admitted last week that masking her son during the COVID-19 pandemic stifled his language and development and social life. And that's not taking into account the 13 peer-reviewed studies prior to covid that stated clearly, constant mask wearing posed a long list of health impacts, very negative. Suddenly it all changed. Science all changed when the narrative changed when COVID-19 began. This report states, Wynn wrote that she won't be sending her kids to school in masks this fall in an op-ed for the Washington Post, despite previously being an ardent supporter of strict pandemic measures to limit the spread of COVID-19. As the truth continues to come to light, more and more rats will abandon the sinking ship. For those that are ready to examine a shocking dose of reality regarding vaccine injury statistics, search the CDC VAERS, that's Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System website, and the Endura Vigilance website. Both reveal COVID-19 vaccine injuries well over a million. And even more shocking is this. Because healthcare professionals are so discouraged from reporting vaccine injuries to the VAERS system and the Endurovigilance system, the actual amount of vaccine injuries is believed to be 20 times higher or more. Please investigate. Hiding from the truth won't change it. You're listening to the weekly bad news broadcast, the Global Alert News Hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial free, non political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel posts of this report and other breaking issues. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the bell to get notifications of our new videos. Likes, comments, and sharing helps us to get this broadcast out to new listeners. Also, our groundbreaking documentary exposing global climate engineering operations titled The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice and in doing so to help us more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website 
geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate intervention operations. Moving on, back to biosphere collapse and the biggest single factor in the equation that governments around the world are trying to hide from populations. If populations all over the world were to realize that the entire global climate system has long since been completely hijacked by the global military-industrial complex, and that at this point, no weather event anywhere can be considered an act of nature, that all weather is now tainted and all manipulated to serve the agendas of the global controllers, what would populations do if they only knew? How would they feel about their food crops being systematically crushed by every imaginable form of weather disaster? How would they feel about their flooded and burned down houses? About their heat-killed or flash-frozen livestock? How would they feel about the highly toxic heavy metal and polymer nanoparticles that are falling out in our air column from climate engineering operations that have long since been contaminating every breath we take? How would populations react knowing that Climate engineering is destroying the ozone layer, which is by itself an extremely near-term existential threat. And no, it's not condensation creating the long, lingering, expanding jet trails that make our skies hazy and milky white. It's a sprayed particulate dispersion. Please don't believe me. But I do ask this, if you care about the truth, if you care about your future, your children, life on earth, please investigate the data and film footage at geoengineeringwatch.org. Please view the groundbreaking documentary about climate engineering titled The Dimming. Bottom line, if we don't expose and halt what's occurring in our skies, sooner than almost any dare to imagine, there will be nothing left to care about. It is for this reason that geoengineeringwatch.org is so focused on the highly toxic and destructive weather warfare assaults. Question, how closely are the powers that be monitoring those who are desperately trying to expose the climate engineering insanity, while those in mainstream media are trying to hide it as well? Case in point, my legal action appeal to the Ninth Circuit Court against geoengineering scientist Dr. Douglas McMartin from Cornell University in New York for his actions which caused Facebook's total censorship of the groundbreaking climate engineering documentary, The Dimming, along with all climate engineering data posted at geoengineeringwatch.org. Our appeal was scheduled to be submitted on Friday, September 2nd, 2022, yesterday. Amazingly, the day before, on Thursday, September 1st, our attorney received notice from the existing court of jurisdiction that they are ruling in favor of climate engineer Dr. Douglas McMartin. Why? Because he is Dr. Douglas McMartin. The previous court notice indicated that a response might not be coming for another year or more. So what happened? Did they coincidentally just decide to render a verdict the day before our appeal was to be submitted to the higher court? Because the lower court wasn't allowing us a court hearing in the first place, or an opportunity to enter the discovery phase of the legal proceeding, where we could have forced Dr. Douglas McMartin to answer questions he certainly would not have wanted to answer. Is this why the lower court suddenly responded in favor of climate engineer Douglas McMartin the day before our appeal to the Ninth Circuit? Now let's add this even more amazing coincidence. Also on Thursday, the same day of notice that the court informed our legal counsel that they were siding with climate engineer Douglas McMartin, 
for reasons that have nothing to do with the case, with no public hearing, no opportunity for our side to present data in a court setting, etc. I received a message from and communicated on the phone with a Bloomberg News reporter that wanted to get the details on our legal action. Again, all on the day before our appeal to the Ninth Circuit was to be submitted. Just a string of amazing coincidences? I think not. We were never even given a chance to present our case in court against climate scientist Douglas McMartin. Is that justice? No. For brutally obvious reasons, the powers that be do not want any public attention whatsoever on the issue of global climate engineering operations. So is that it? Is this legal action dead? Absolutely not. We will revise and submit an updated appeal to the Ninth Circuit Court, not because we are counting on the legal system to deliver justice, but because all we need to do is gain our right to access a court of law, to reach the discovery phase of the court proceeding, and then we can pull back the curtain. We can shine the light into the darkness, into the climate engineering issue and those trying to cover it up, and let the public decide on their own who's telling the truth and who isn't. That's the whole point. The Matrix doesn't want us to set foot in a court. They're trying to make sure that we don't. And again, for those that are not familiar with the climate engineering scenario, they might ask, why is this court proceeding and the attempt to expose climate engineering so incredibly important? Because if we don't expose and stop what's happening in our skies, we have no future. None of us. That's why it's so important. The scale of injustice being perpetrated by a so-called justice system and a so-called science community is beyond criminal. All of it is part of the matrix of criminal corruption and insanity that has taken control of collapsing societies on a dying planet. I'll provide future updates on our ongoing legal action when appropriate. Moving on to headlines. Perhaps this will save us. New from CNN. California passes massive climate and clean energy package, halts closure of state's last nuclear power plant. Governor Gavin Newsom added again. Aside from the dangers of keeping the worn-out nuke plant at full steam, back to the climate engineering operations which Governor Newsom knows about but won't acknowledge, these operations drastically reduce all major forms of so-called clean energy, solar, wind, and hydropower. Think about it. The very stated purpose of solar radiation management operations is to block direct sunlight. That has a devastating impact on solar power output. Geoengineering operations can routinely reduce solar panel output by 50, 60, even 70%. How do I know that? I have a background in this arena. I formerly worked for Bechtel Power Corporation, the largest construction and engineering firm in the world. My fully off-grid residence was the cover article for the world's largest renewable energy magazine. I have solar, wind, and hydropower. I've been monitoring my own system for over 20 years. I'm speaking firsthand about how much solar power output climate engineering operations can block. Next, I've been communicating with the state of California scientists and officials for a decade and a half on this issue. All the way back in 2008, I was part of a meeting with the California Energy Commission and their top scientists. The commission recognized that the state was losing 20 to 40 percent of its rain from, quote, particulates of unknown origin. This, of course, radically reduced the state's hydropower output. Climate engineering operations 
were the source of these particulates, although they would not admit to this. At this meeting, the commission approved the purchase of a $200,000 spectrometer from Scripps Institute to try and determine the chemical composition of and origin of the atmospheric particulates. That meter was never seen or heard from since. What a surprise. And how do I know that Governor Newsom knows about climate engineering operations? Because I presented geoengineeringwatch.org research data to Newsom and his top aide in his office at the Capitol in Sacramento. Newsom's a tool for the controllers, nothing more. On that subject, what about Governor Newsom's push for electric cars? Here's a headline from last week. The electric vehicle boom is being fueled by underpaid, underfed cobalt miners starving slave laborers digging up the components to be used in electric vehicles. What a surprise. And where do those electric vehicles charge up when the grid goes down? Answer, nowhere. And, of course, there are those highly toxic, limited life, hard to get rid of, and super expensive batteries to consider. Are carbon-burning cars better for our future? No. But that's the point. All bad. And no There is no magic solution. The party's over. The entire system is part of the matrix and controlled by the matrix, i.e. those who print the money. On that note, this, Biden administration backs offshore fracking in California. This is the epitome of human insanity. Federal filing urges Ninth Circuit Court to overturn ban backed by Kamala Harris. There's that Ninth Circuit Court again. Will they allow Biden to further kill off the California coast that's almost dead already? And what will the Ninth Circuit Court decision be on our legal action appeal against climate engineer Dr. Douglas McMartin? We'll soon find out. More bad news breaking reports. Let's start with this. The nuclear meltdown threat is close to expanding even further. This headline from last week. Russia thwarts an attempt by Ukraine to capture the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. Question, why would the Ukrainians launch such an attack with multiple teams of elite soldiers the day before the UN nuclear inspectors were scheduled to arrive? I'll leave that up to listeners to decide. Let's keep this in mind as well. Fukushima is an ongoing triple nuclear meltdown with no technology to fix it and no end in sight. Chernobyl also is far from over. A core member of the Global Controllers, French President Emmanuel Macron, recently said this. The age of abundance must come to an end to save the planet. Question, does this statement from Macron seem incredibly hypocritical as he lives in luxury and flies around in a corporate jet? How often I hear the term, humans are very adaptable. We can adapt to what's coming. Stop there. No, humans can't and won't be able to adapt to a dead planet. Game over. And how, quote, adaptable is the human race actually, when we consider that in the geologic blink of an eye, our species has effectively annihilated the life support systems of a planet that has formerly survived for billions of years. Climate disruption operations currently being the single most destructive human activity of all. And that's saying a lot. Perhaps soon to be eclipsed by nuclear everything, power plant meltdowns, and warhead detonations. Before I press on with an avalanche of breaking bad news reports, let's dispel the following disinformation narrative from the so-called climate science community. Many of the so-called experts go to great length to covertly push climate engineering atmospheric spraying by trying to convince us that our toxic particle-filled atmosphere is actually providing cooling for the planet. 
They're trying to convince us that if the skies were allowed to clear, that we would be in, in an even worse predicament. This entire narrative is a lie. The atmospheric particulate spraying is destroying the ozone layer, completely disrupting the hydrological cycle and contaminating the entire biosphere. Climate engineering operations are not benevolent. They are a weapon of mass destruction, nothing less. Forward the link for the dimming documentary to such individuals. Please let us know if you get a response. Moving on. Next headline from last week. Calm before the storms? Question mark. Oddly, the report says quiet Atlantic despite forecasts from this report. It's been quiet, too quiet. This Atlantic hurricane season, meteorologists and residents of storm-prone areas whisper almost as if not to tempt fate. Each time the weather experts and computer simulations think something is brewing, nothing comes of it. Factors include a patch of sinking air over the Atlantic, a poorly located high-pressure system also connected to the European heat wave, and dust, the scientists said. So much more in that headline. We know that the, quote, dust in so many cases is sprayed particulate matter from geoengineering jet aircraft that we know can and does suppress cyclonic rotations. The high-pressure zones are commonly manipulated by ionosphere heater facilities like HARP. That technology is not disputed. We have the entire so-called climate science community pretending they don't know why the hurricanes aren't happening. We have hurricane suppression operations beginning in 1947 with the U.S. military's Project Cirrus. And for those that think it's a great thing to suppress cyclones, that's the planet's attempt to cool itself, to find a new equilibrium, to compensate for the damage that the human race has done to it, starting with climate engineering. No, it's not a good thing to interfere with the planet's life support systems in any way, shape, or form. Last week in the eastern Pacific, there was a super typhoon. It was the most powerful storm on Earth this year. It's now been blown apart. But it was moving southwest when these types of storms usually move west to east. Consider the following statement made by a scientist cited in the report about this hurricane's behavior. He said, quote, there's some odd stuff going on. What's that mean? I wonder. Next headline, same theme. Sleepy hurricane season may wake up in September. Is that what's scheduled? We'll soon find out. On last week's broadcast, I reported on the worst, longest heat wave ever recorded. It occurred in China. And then there was this. China's largest lake dries up. And now this, from last week. After the heat comes the deluge. China's scorched regions are now on flood alert. The hallmark of global climate intervention operations are radical swings from epic drought to epic deluge and back again. Keep that in mind. On to engineered drought catastrophe. Target California. Search that exact title and examine the public presentation I gave almost 10 years ago on this subject. Everything covered in that presentation has happened exactly as geoengineeringwatch.org said it would. Because climate engineering operations were allowed to continue. It had to happen. From USA Today, excessive California heat wave may be the hottest and longest of the year. Next headline from last week, same theme. Climate change is fueling extreme heat. Who's looking out for the most vulnerable Americans? Question mark. Here's the bottom line that any who are fully awake already know. Populations are not just expendable to those in power. They are a rapidly increasing liability for the controllers. The planet's life support systems are failing. 
8 billion humans can no longer be sustained. Global power centers are acutely aware of this, as they should be. They're the most responsible for the unfolding collapse. But all this being said, is it rational to believe that the global controllers are actually trying to preserve and protect populations so that populations can continue to proliferate until nothing is left? Or is it much more rational to consider that those in power are using every tool at their disposal to mire populations in difficulty and to cull them as fast as possible before total collapse hits, which is already kicking in the front door? Weather warfare is the most prized and protected weapon of the power brokers. A point that must always be kept in mind, and keep this in mind as well, whatever your perspective on the climate or the state of the climate, there can be no legitimate discussion about it from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate, engineering, insanity, and all that it entails, not just the spraying of our skies, but the manipulation of those particulate, saturated, atmospheric zones with radio frequency microwave transmitters like HARP and like the NEXRAD facilities all over the continental U.S. All of that, part of climate intervention operations, all of that derailing and decimating the planet's life support systems. Next headline, same theme. Crush the Golden State, crush the crop production. Here's the headline. California poised for another punishing record-breaking heat wave. From that report, in a summer in which climate change has left its mark on the northern hemisphere, California is expected to begin another record-breaking heat wave on Wednesday. This is last week. With temperatures forecast to hit 115 degrees Fahrenheit inland over Labor Day weekend. Actually, higher than that in some locations. Computer modeling they say, conducted last week, accurately predicted that a heat dome, keep that term in mind, I covered all the time, would park itself over central and southern California for days on end, bringing triple-digit temperatures to much of the state. The ridiculously resilient high-pressure heat dome, a direct result of ionosphere heater facilities, that's what they do. This technology is not disputed. We have the whole so-called climate science community pretending this isn't happening And unfortunately, far too much of the population is willing to pretend with them until we hit the wall at full velocity. Let's hope that changes. Next headline, same theme. Follow me through with this because there are parallels here that I want to point out. Here's the headline from last week again. Heat wave to bring dangerously high temperatures to western U.S. Says forecasters warn that temperatures could soar to over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. That's ridiculous. It's far higher than that. Previous report already stated 115. It's commonly pushing 110, 112 in the forests of Shasta County. I live on the eastern side of Lake Shasta in Northern California. The televised temperature maps, keep this in mind, don't typically show the hottest regions. This is so common. If there's an engineered cool down, for example, they always show the coldest locations. But when there's massive heat, they won't show the warmest locations. That's a way of masking the true severity of planetary meltdown from the population until the last possible moment. But from this report, this is what I wanted to point out. They say, just like the previous report, an impressive ridge of high pressure will build across the West this week, allowing temperatures to steadily rise over time, with the jet stream pushed well to the north. Keep that in mind. The chances for meaningful widespread rain will be close to zero with this pattern, according to AccuWeather meteorologist Andrew Kinzel. Andrew should see a link to the dimming, don't you think? 
With such a strong area of high pressure, the report says the development of clouds and thunderstorms will be largely limited, be non-existent, keeping the West dry. Since dry air heats up more quickly than human air, this will only help raise temperatures across the region. The Northwest has remained under a heat dome scenario for most of the summer. What does this do? Again, it not only superheats the area below it and blocks all precipitation, that heat dome rotates clockwise in the Northern Hemisphere, that rotates upper-level wind currents around it, which carries the moisture around it, and what's going to happen? Flooding in Alaska. All the moisture that should have gone into California will go into Alaska, where they will chemically nucleate it, trying to cool surface temperatures down, trying to mask the severity of polar meltdown and the fact that we are hurling toward what's known as a blue ocean event in the Arctic when the summer sea ice completely disintegrates. And although they are blowing this now slush in the Arctic out into the widest possible region to make it look like a larger ice pack, they're calling it a larger ice pack, the ice mass itself, the volume, is at all-time record low. There is no multi-year ice left This can't be hidden for much longer. We are perilously close, again, to a blue ocean event in the Arctic. Heating goes exponential at that point. Methane releases from the seafloor. It's a self-perpetuating feedback loop. Methane enters the atmosphere, covers the planet like a layer of glass. It's already happening, and it's accelerating rapidly. If this process continues, we're done. Climate engineering in the attempt to hide it is making it far worse, not better. Next headline, same theme. Blistering heat shatters records across Los Angeles County. This headline, Los Angeles Times, facing extreme heat wave. California issues flex alert to conserve energy. They may be rolling blackouts involved in this as well. Back to the electric vehicles. Good luck charging those up during that time. And even if you are able to charge them up, where do you think that power comes from? I'm sorry, but all these delusional notions that there is clean, quote, truly renewable energy and and that these cars are in that category, absolute nonsense. But that is in no way to condone carbon-burning vehicles. All of it is leading us to near-term demise. All of it. And when I say things like that, of course I hear back from many that are very angry and they say, well, then what's the solution? Because what they're looking for is a solution that allows the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute paradigm to continue forever. How simple is it to understand it can't continue forever on a finite planet with finite resources? How simple is that? I'm sorry if that's hard to accept, but it is the fact of the matter. And we in this generation have no right to deprive all future generations of any chance at life because we didn't want the party to end. And about those in power, who pretend to care about preserving and protecting the planet. They are, in reality, the most responsible for the dark corner we now find ourselves in. And even now, the majority of the population continues to actively or passively cooperate with the global controllers, or at minimum, to allow themselves to be caught up in the controller-orchestrated theater of mass distraction, politics, sports, the latest material acquisition, new cars with nothing down, no interest and no payments, all going to come to a halt soon. You can quote me on that. Next headline, more deception from last week. Exposure to past temperature variability may help forests cope with climate change. Let's be clear. Forests aren't coping 
They can't cope. They can't cope with the conditions they have now, and climate engineering is the most critical factor in this equation. Cutting off the flow of precipitation to many forests, the rain that does fall is toxic, killing soil microbiome, affecting root systems, causing the trees to shut down nutrient uptake, destroying the ozone layer, which is frying the trees from the top down. How many have noticed that the dead branches in the top of the crowns of the trees, many dead branches, and there's new shoots coming out of the thicker branches because that's where the Cambrian layer, the living layer of the tree, is thick enough to block some of the UV, and the tree is trying to survive. We see it all over now. In the forest around me, the fir trees are all dying, all of them. I think the vast majority will not make it through this year. Can we just replant new forests? No, we absolutely can't. Unfortunately, I was once able to plant routinely 250 trees in a day, plugs for conifers that exist in this area from seeds in this area genetically adapted to this area and the success rate was about 95 percent when i was doing habitat restoration i did this routinely on the preserve which i manage the success rate now and this success rate means how many of these trees make it through the first year from 95 percent to zero Zero. Nothing makes it through the first year. You can't replant these trees because they will not grow. The conditions are far too harsh. In my region of Northern California, east side of Lake Shasta, formerly thriving forest with 70 plus inches of rain a year, we are 500 inches of rain short since 2007. And the temperatures are staggeringly high day and night because of the high-pressure heat domes that are parked over us, frying the West to cool the East. Please search that title on a search engine other than Google that does our, their best to censor us. Search geoengineeringwatch.org, frying the West to cool the East. Look at some of the articles in that category. Look at the engineering drought category, engineering wildfires category, engineering winter category, because we're coming up to the change of season, and the climate engineers will certainly be using all the chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding operations they can muster to try to create the illusion of cold on a planet that's in total meltdown. It's coming. Next headline from Yahoo News. From China to New York, climate change is making drought conditions worse. Again, total deception. Complete lie. Not climate change is a lie. The climate's not just changing. It's completely collapsing. Not talking about that. But when they hang drought around the neck of climate change, a warming planet has to produce more rain. I say that over and over. The climate science community is simply lying about this. This report says, as climate change makes droughts more frequent and severe, major population centers across the world are suffering through droughts. The report then goes on to describe the following as, quote, severe drought. Manhattan Central Park averages 10.7 inches of rain from June 1st to August 11th, but this year it received just over 8 inches in that period, leaving many plants shriveled and lawns brown. Really? Central Park is 2 inches of rain short for a month, and that's a severe drought? Again, as I just stated, 500 inches of rain short where I live since 2007. 550 inches short this year alone. From late December to early April, we had exactly nothing. Over a period, we should have had 50 inches of rain. The climate engineers blocked all of it, preparing these forests to burn to the ground. And there is a reason why they are doing this. Far too complex for me to cover in this broadcast, but please search the engineering wildfire section to learn more how wildfires serve the agenda of geoengineering. In fact, that's the title of a very important report, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. Please look that up, view it, share it. Drought, wildfire, deluge, all completely connected to climate engineering operations. Moving on about the deluge part of this scenario, countries like Pakistan are literally underwater. 
But consider that such epic deluges are also augmented from the hand, as I've stated, of climate engineering. Pakistan is not cooperating with U.S. dictates. Is it any surprise that they have just been annihilated with biblical-scale flooding? No, it's no surprise at all. And as far as the biggest players in the climate engineering operations, keep this in mind. The U.S. military owns three times more aerial atmospheric tankers than all other militaries in the world combined. And the U.S. military is leasing no less than 400 commercial carriers with commercial markings. Why? Why do they need those aircraft? Why so many tankers in operation? It's no question why. Look up. Crops are collapsing around the world, along with fisheries. Global power structures are desperate to control and cull populations because they know full well what's coming. Chaos and carnage. Mad Max on steroids. Of course the power structures know. They did everything to deliver us to the edge of the abyss. And sadly, with the active or passive support of the majority population, many of whom continue to blindly wave their flags and pretend that their vote is going to make a difference. In the words of George Carlin, it's a big club, and we're not in it. The circus of insanity is nearing the grand finale. What comes next will make Hollywood post-apocalyptic movies look benign. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 369, September 3rd, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, Tucson, Arizona, San Bernardino, California, Las Vegas, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, two stations in Northern California, and now a new station in North Carolina. Geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. And about reaching those that still aren't looking up, geoengineeringwatch.org awareness-raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal, to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. It can't be done by the few on behalf of the many. It will take all of us in this effort. There are very high-quality printed materials that we pass on for less than our cost of producing and shipping. And just added, Climate Engineering Conversation Starters are new geoengineeringwatch.org shirts, scannable business cards, and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. That's how you plant a seed of awareness. And doing so is the first and most important leap we can collectively make toward getting the as-of-yet uninformed to look up. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out. As we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they are participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. And this footnote, if you want to share a picture with a geoengineeringwatch.org t-shirt, our new shirts, perhaps at a gym, a farmer's market, 
a busy street downtown, etc. Please send your photo to us so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is coming for our materials page at geoengineeringwatch.org, where it will encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. The Geoengineering Watch walking billboard shirt, front and back, can fire up that conversation very quickly. Moving on to more unfolding collapse. How else can populations be mired in struggle? Follow me through with this equation. First, from chd.org, corporate profits surge to record high of $2 trillion, pushing inflation to a 40-year high. Next, this. 59% of U.S. consumers were living paycheck to paycheck in July of 2022. Most could not raise an extra $400 for an emergency. Next, this. Biden administration unleashes 87,000 new armed IRS agents. How does all of this fit together? Punish the poor to push them so far into a struggle for daily survival that they are prevented from even being able to look at the wider horizon, let alone to do anything about it, right up till the moment of impact. Part of the plan. On the subject of the coming impact from severe weather, Europe. A substantial stratospheric cooling event is now being observed over the southern hemisphere following a massive injection of water vapor. The report states strong cold anomalies are being detected in the stratosphere. That has nothing to do with the surface in the troposphere, by the way, over the southern hemisphere. The anomalous cooling results from water vapor coming from the January Tonga volcanic eruption cooling on the scale, they say, has not been seen in modern satellite records. Yes, blame it all on a single volcanic eruption and not 75 years of ever-increasing weather warfare operations, i.e. playing God with the weather on a scale that we don't fully know what the totality of is at this point. They're using the atmosphere for a, a battleground, a physics lab, doing anything they want because they can. And then they blame nature. Far more need to actually investigate climate engineering before blindly accepting anything from the so-called climate science community. Moving on, more headlines from our superheating and rapidly dying planet. From sfgate.com, environmental group reports large numbers of fish dying all over San Francisco Bay. From that report, Baykeeper says hundreds of dead fish were visible last week. On Sunday, the group said it's seeing sharks, sturgeon, striped bass, all washing ashore, which they call highly unusual. It's not unusual anymore. It's happening all over the world. It's going to get worse. Water bodies are superheating that causes them to deoxygenate. Plankton, the bottom of the food chain in the ocean, are also dying at blinding speed. Again, 90% decline already in the Atlantic, verified by peer-reviewed study. Countless causes for this, but the disintegrating ozone layer is core. The intense UV radiation is killing the plankton in the upper layers of the water column. And climate engineering is the core causal factor for the disintegrating ozone layer. None of this being disclosed by any official sources for obvious reasons. They don't want to panic populations and they're paid to say whatever they're told to say. That's how the system works. More headlines, same theme. Toxic red tide kills uncountable numbers of fish in the Bay Area. Next headline, same theme. ABC News, red tide on California Lake causes dead fish to line shore. In that report, we have this. Ian Rin, a scientist at the San Francisco Baykeeper, has been working to better understand the algae bloom and how it happened. He said this, quote, We're not quite sure what's causing it. That's what this scientist told ABC News. Not quite sure, because they're paid to not quite be sure. 
more headlines from last week on the superheating seas and the radical temperature fluctuations that are occurring when climate engineering operations use surface moisture to chemically nucleate the sea surface and cause a radically reduced surface temperature. Here's the headline. Water at Jersey Shore surges to nearly 84 degrees. That's astoundingly high for that location. And then the report says this. Less than two weeks after water temperatures had plunged to 55 degrees, they say a curious weather effect was behind that wild temperature swing. A curious weather effect. Let's add a little more substance to this equation. Going back to 2014, when the sensationalized headlines were all about Boston, all the cold in Boston, snow, snow, snow in Boston, again, completely sensationalized. What they never said anything about was 14,000 feet up in the Sierras. At the same time, in the middle of winter, there was no snow at all. And about these ocean temperatures fluctuating like this, when the Boston cooldowns were being engineered, Boston Harbor had snow and ice on the ocean, slush all over the seawater, with temperatures of 40 degrees, how does that happen? It can only happen with chemical ice nucleation. Seawater does not freeze till 28.4 degrees Fahrenheit. How could there possibly be so much ice and slush on 40 degree water? We see the same thing happening in Lake Michigan. Search Lake Michigan ice balls. You'll see at many times 75 pound perfectly spherical ice balls coating shores on Lake Michigan. And the so-called experts have no valid explanation for this because they can't state the real reason why. That chemical ice nucleation over the Great Lakes is causing this phenomenon. It's happening in the Baltic Sea. It's happening in the Arctic Ocean. They don't care what consequences they cause. They will do anything to carry out their agenda. And part of that agenda is masking the true severity of planetary meltdown until the last possible moment. And when they can create these kinds of flash freezes, it confuses many people. They can't understand how it could be so warm when there's ice, even on 40-degree seawater. They don't think about that fact. They just look at the ice and think, it must be cold. It can snow now at 40 degrees, 45 degrees. We have patents assigned to the U.S. government calling for chemical ice nucleation for weather modification and state in the patents. They can chemically nucleate with temperatures pushing 50 degrees. Ice nucleation is a very profound science, and the elements they are using to chemically nucleate cloud moisture are highly toxic. It's in the snow. It's in the precipitation. We know this from testing. Please search the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about this profound aspect of weather modification operations. Moving on, next headline from TheVerge.com. Get ready for a rare triple-dip La Nina, the El Nino La Nina ocean patterns are being radically affected by climate engineering. Climate engineering, again, can affect upper-level pressure zones, which affects upper-level wind currents, which affects ocean currents, which affects the La Nina-El Nino scenario. And they are trying desperately to stop an El Nino, which releases much more ocean heat, which would push temperatures far higher still. But in the course of them trying to block this, they're interfering with the planet's life support systems, and there will always be a negative result from that, just like the pharmaceutical cure for the human body, or treatment, I should say, of a symptom of the human body. And when you listen to the side effects of that treatment, you wonder who would take that pharmaceutical, but people do, because they don't seem to want to acknowledge the consequences or face them. Next headline, more climate 
collapse consequences to consider. From Climate Action Australia, alarm bells are going off across the world, but we're barely listening. That's their headline. Part of this report, we're at a tipping point. No, incorrect. We passed tipping points, points of no return over two decades ago. But the report continues, the alarm bells are going off everywhere. We can't carry on ignoring them. The climate crisis won't just be felt in heat waves, droughts, and floods. It will be felt through rocketing food, goods, and energy prices. It will be felt through famines, water shortages, and millions of people moving across the world to stave off hunger. Forget 2030, they say. We can't afford to wait that long. If we cannot heed these blaring sirens now, by the next time, it will be too late. No mention of climate engineering ever in any mainstream article. If we want it brought to light, it's up to us, all of us. Next headline from last week from BBC. Efforts to pass Global Ocean Protection Treaty fail. No surprise. All smoke and mirrors, just like the climate conferences. All simply facades behind the curtain. The global powers are all colluding and cooperating on the climate engineering operations. Next headline from last week, multiple sources, abrupt thaw of permafrost between lakes could significantly affect climate change models. No could, no may, no might. It's methane. It is blasting into the atmosphere, covering the planet like a layer of glass. It will radically affect our biosphere. Next headline, same theme, Arctic lakes are vanishing in surprise climate finding. It's all a surprise to the climate scientists, isn't it? They just didn't know how bad it was, and now they can't hide it. Next, from CNN. Greenland ice losses set to raise global sea levels by nearly a foot. New research shows they say widespread ice losses from Greenland have locked in nearly a foot of global sea level rise that's set to come in the near future. And new research suggests there's no way to stop it. This is grossly underestimated. There is about 21 to 24 feet of total sea level rise built into Greenland. It's going to happen. Not overnight, but it's going to happen quite quickly and it's accelerating radically. As the ice begins to be lubricated through what's called a moulon, a melt hole in the ice, the water leaks from the top down to the bottom, hits the bedrock, and starts to lubricate the glacier. And it slides off the land much, much faster. And that's happening on Greenland now. It's going to be much worse soon. Wait and see. Time to dump the beachfront property in Florida while you can. Miami, for example, is already spending about a billion dollars a year to try to keep their streets dry. It's going to get worse very quickly. There are so many breaking bad news reports from around the world, I can barely scratch the surface on this broadcast. But before I run out of time, I want to summarize a few points. Still so many are trying to convince themselves and others that global warming isn't happening when in fact the planet is in total meltdown. So many are trying to convince themselves and others that the only thing wrong with the climate is climate engineering. As I state in nearly every single broadcast, such a conclusion not only flies in the face of all verifiable frontline facts, it also defies reason. The human race is going through a hundred million barrels of carbon fuel a day. We've cut down the forests, we've poisoned the oceans, we've paved the planet. Yes, climate engineering operations, aka weather warfare, is the single most destructive human activity of all, but it does not outweigh all the rest. It is simply the biggest single piece of the puzzle. To pretend the other pieces don't exist or aren't a part of the equation is to abandon credibility. The human race, taken as a whole, has treated our formerly thriving planet with unimaginable contempt. Consider the following quote from Sun Bear of the Chippewa Native Americans. He said, 
I do not think the measure of a civilization is how tall its buildings of concrete are, but rather how well its people have learned to relate to their environment and fellow man, end quote. And this from Chief Seattle, also a Native American. Humankind has not woven the web of life. We are but one thread within it. Whatever we do to the web, we do to ourselves. All things are bound together. All things connect. Yes, all is connected, interwoven, and inseparable. If industrialized, militarized society was judged by any scale of reason, logic, and the premise of preserving our species, wouldn't the verdict be that our species overall is behaving in a manner that can only be described as clinically insane, marching in lockstep toward near-term self-annihilation, most oblivious to the atrocities occurring in our skies and on the ground? How many are, even at this late hour, clinging to the matrix of mass planetary devastation? The mainstream media ministry of propaganda has become so silent about any of the most dire-breaking global scenarios that it would seem a red flag of omission. What's coming? What do the controllers have planned as the great unraveling accelerates and as they can no longer hide the gravity and immediacy of what's unfolding from populations? We'll soon enough find out. What form of rationalization goes through people's minds as they try to convince themselves that it's somehow okay to endlessly pursue personal gain with no effort whatsoever toward giving back to the whole, and all of it at the cost of future generations that will never exist, short of a complete course correction by the current generations, which, sadly, seems all but impossible to achieve. But even so, how can we know what we can't know? If the awakened refuse to yield to the fading of the light, what allies may we have that we are not yet aware of? Global power centers may begin to infight, like mafia families feud when there's no longer enough to go around. It may already be occurring. This is in our favor. The horizon we collectively face is dim indeed. But must that fact dictate what we choose to do with our own will? Does it dictate what we choose to do with the time we are allotted? No. Our will belongs to each of us alone. It was entrusted to us by the Creator, our greatest gift, our only true possession. No one, absolutely no one, can prevent us from exercising our God-given free will correctly, morally, honorably, virtuously. The choice is ours, and ours alone. The hour is late, but we're still standing. We still have a chance to make a difference. It's our obligation to try. If we collectively do so, with every fiber of our being, the story ends well, no matter what comes. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details of how you can help to move this fight forward. Please, make your voice heard, make every day count. Time is not on our side. Stay strong, stay focused. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.